We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane, over on Instagram and threads at Trevor Lane NBA. Tough loss for the Lakers tonight. Ultimately, could not make the big plays down the stretch. Lose 114 to 109 to a Knicks team that played a really good game. Let's give them credit. The Knicks, I thought, outcompeted the Lakers in this one. Again, you saw 27 points for our old friend Julius Randle in addition to 14 rebounds, 29 for Jalen Brunson, who was a pest all night. And then, uh, well, this is this is what you couldn't have. 20 points for Emmanuel quickly off the bench. He was a talented player, but you can't have a bench player for the Knicks go for 20 and expect to win on a night when the Lakers' offense struggled so badly. 32 points for Anthony Davis, 14 rebounds, 25, 10, and 11 for LeBron. The triple-double, 20 points for Austin Reeves, plus seven assists, but just 42% from the field. The Lakers just could not knock down shots when they matter. That was certainly a frustrating game. And now the Lakers just one in three since winning the in-season tournament with one of those losses coming at the hands of the Spurs. And, you know, that's this is where the loss to the Spurs really hurts. It's not. Yes, the fact that you lost to the Spurs, it's embarrassing. It's gross. It's frustrating. It's all of those things. But this is where it hurts. This is why you have to win the games you're supposed to win. You have to put extra extra attention to detail in those games. You have to be extra focused on those games. You can't just punt those games. You have to have those wins in order to buffer you against nights like this, nights like what we saw against the Mavs uh, a few days ago, where the Lakers, they played okay, but the other team played a little bit better, got a few plays at the end, and they wound up winning. It's tough on your record when you drop the games you're supposed to win. So this is where the Spurs game, I think, really comes back to haunt them because, look, the Lakers and the Knicks, they competed through this one. It was close. I thought the Knicks deserved the win. I thought they outcompeted the Lakers, but this was a game the Lakers certainly could have won. They didn't, and now your record is hurt that much more by that Spurs loss that's sitting there as well. It also sets up what's going to be a very tough week. You know, I was looking at the week, hoping, fingers crossed, best case scenario, you probably go two and two on the week, but this was probably one of the games you needed to win. You've got Chicago coming up on Wednesday in Chicago, which the Lakers, at this point, their heads are spinning because they are just constantly right back out on the road all month of December. But they go to Chicago, which is now a must, 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 must win. Like that is a beyond must. You have to win on Wednesday against Chicago. Thursday against Minnesota, second night of a back-to-back on the road. Forget it. That's I am not expecting a win in that game. I expect the Wolves to be a very, very heavy favorite. Again, Lakers on second night of a back-to-back. I'd even consider, if I'm the Lakers, using that as an opportunity to rest uh, because that's just a main. On the road, second night of a back-to-back. You've already been on the road most of the month of December. That's going to be a very difficult uh, ask. Then you go to OKC. So essentially, in my mind, what this means is to go 2-2 two and two on the week. Now the Lakers have to win in Chicago, which I think was always a must, but you also are going to have to win in OKC on the road. That's going to be a difficult one, too. And then you come back home to play the Celtics on Christmas Day. Really rough month of December for the Lakers and sets up a potentially very difficult week. But uh, again, I didn't think the Lakers were 
blown out in this game. The Lakers, talent-wise, were certainly right there. But the big plays down the stretch in the fourth quarter, they went the Knicks' way. There was a play that should have been a turnover, should have been a live ball turnover with the Lakers going the other way. The ball bounces off of Cam Reddish's hands and out of bounds. The Knicks have about three seconds and change to put a shot up, and Julius Randle hits a three. That hurt. Should have been at least a two-in transition for the Lakers, turned into a Randle three. Torian Prince, a number of wide-open threes, just did not knock them down. I believe he finished 10 for 13 on the night. I'm sorry, 3 for 13. 10 for 13 would be great. 3 for 13 from deep on the night. Not good enough from Torian Prince. Missed big shots down the stretch. That one definitely hurt. And then, of course, you just had other missed opportunities all the way throughout. I know there was one other big play in the fourth quarter that just didn't go the Lakers' way. Yes, as some of the chat is mentioning, the end of the third quarter definitely hurt. The Knicks went on a big run to end the third. They went up 10 going into the fourth, and that gave you, in what was a close game, what felt like it was an insurmountable mountain to climb. This Lakers team all throughout the game felt like they just couldn't quite get over the hump against the Knicks. Every time they pulled ahead, got even a little bit of a lead, even tried to pull pull close, the Knicks would counter and just kind of kept the Lakers at, at arm's length all night long, which again, give the Knicks credit. I thought they played tremendous basketball. They were, wow. I mean, that was a great performance from them. Not typical of that team every night. Um, they've had some stinkers. They did not do that tonight. They showed up against the Lakers. That's for sure. All right. We've got plenty of questions and comments to get into. Alan Allenson said, Ham is a deer in headlights in clutch situations. You know, I, I thought the Lakers offense was a big problem in this game. I thought there were a number of times when they just came up empty when they couldn't. The offense went into droughts. He only scored 24 points. Uh, I'm sorry, you scored 22 points in the third. That's not enough. That's simply not enough. The Lakers offense struggled mightily in that third quarter. You put up 29 in the fourth, but the big moments, you just missed those shots. Couldn't score them. LeBron had a, had a play late in the fourth where he had a, a layup where he got fouled on it and he missed the layup. Should have been an and one, misses the layup, then misses one of the two free throws. Rough night, rough night. The big plays just didn't go the Lakers' way, but I, I thought the offense in particular really struggled. Again, 42% from the field. They only turned the ball over 10 times, which you'll, you'll take that, but there were too many times where the Lakers came up empty on the offensive end in order to get the win in this one. Three theory, trade deadline is definitely going to be interesting for this team. Yeah, and look, the nice thing, the silver lining with all of this is the Lakers have very movable contracts for the trade deadline this year. You've got guys, Rui Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves. Uh, Vando is not trade eligible, but his contract is also the size of which that I'm talking about. These guys who are a little bit higher than a mid-level exception or right around mid-level. Gabe Vincent's another contract. They've got a lot of contracts that they can stack up and potentially mix and match into trades if they find the right opportunity. And exactly what that opportunity is, well, we're going to see what's out there, what's not. That's going to be something certainly to keep an eye on. But yeah, I do think it's going to be interesting heading into the February 8th trade deadline. I think there's enough things that this team could use that they just may be motivated to make a deal. Again, just one in three since the in-season tournament. The Pacers, the other team that got all the way to the final, also struggling since the in-season tournament and really only picking up wins against bad teams. Did they burn out a little too much of the gas tank there? I also think part of it is just the month of December has been brutal with the travel schedule for the Lakers, and it looks like it's starting to really wear them down. Chicken King. I think it's even more clear. We need a big man to grab boards. Hartenstein should not kill the boards like that. We need a legit scorer. Well, he's a he's a good rebounder, Isaiah Hartenstein. Now, 17 rebounds. Part of that is, again, the Lakers missing a lot of shots. But Hartenstein, 39 minutes in this game, 17 rebounds for the Knicks, did his best Mitchell Robinson impression by also grabbing seven offensive rebounds every time Jalen Brunson was getting into the paint at will. And every single time, every time that Anthony Davis came over, you had Hartenstein was right there getting the offensive rebound. All the Knicks had to do was get the ball up on the glass. And that was a big problem. And we knew the offensive glass was going to be a problem coming in, but the Lakers did keep it close. It was 11 offensive rebounds at the end of the night for the Knicks. Nine for the Lakers. So that's fine. The Knicks didn't dominate you there, which was a concern going into the game. But yeah, Hardenstein was a big problem. And another reason why, yes, I mean, you need a true big. You need a true big. You just do. Uh, Jackson Hayes, he's he's not getting it done. It's not going to happen. Jackson Hayes, eight minutes, two rebounds. He only He played eight minutes, only got called for one foul. So there's that. 
but he's simply not big enough. He doesn't have the size to give you what you need. Um, there is the backup center. Christian Wood was battling an illness coming into the night, was declared available to play, but uh, but it wound up being a DNP coach's decision in this one. I think the Lakers do need a true big behind Anthony Davis, somebody with some size. Man, Daniel Tice would look good for the Lakers right now, but uh, the Pacers decided to hand him over to the, to the Clippers for nothing. Um, Senpai, Darvin is subbing too much. Needs to let lineups get continuity and rhythm. Tired of seeing D'Lo sub Austin for two minutes or Vando and Prince the same. Yeah, there isn't a whole lot of rhythm right now to this Lakers team, especially on the offensive end. Part of that is you've got guys coming back from injuries, guys that are trying to get reintegrated into the lineup, but still, I do think there is something to Darvin not finding a good rhythm with this team with his substitution patterns just yet. Maybe that will come as the season goes on and as hopefully, knock on wood, players stay healthy and that gives you an opportunity to develop some type of consistency. But right now, tough to find it. And really, just an eight-man rotation in this game. Vanderbilt played 14 minutes. He did kind of tweak his heel injury, maybe something to keep an eye on, but then did, did return to the game after that. Rui Hachimura, 17 minutes. 33 for Austin Reeves off the bench. The bulk of the minutes, though, Anthony Davis, Torian Prince, LeBron James, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, those are the guys that played the most in this game. 33, again, for Reeves off the bench. 28 for D'Lo. Uh, 27 for Cam Reddish. Torian Prince, 39 minutes in this game. 39 minutes for Torian Prince. Unfortunate that he didn't hit from three. And you know, I'd love, I know a lot of people are going to be frustrated with Torian Prince in this game because he went three for 13. Uh, he was two for six the previous game, then four for 10 the game before that, five for six the game before that, one for two, five for eight, oh for two, three for five. The man is shooting, even with the three for 13 night, he is shooting 51% from three in the month of December. So I have a hard time being too upset with Torian. Yes, he needed to knock down those shots. Yes, we're going to get some of that frustration from the first three weeks of November when he really shot poorly, that, that shooting slump there. But he's been hot for a few weeks now. He's really been hot since, let's see, he went three for six November 27th. So we've got three solid weeks here of Torian Prince shooting pretty darn well in games and hitting big shots for the Lakers. So I'm not going to be, it's unfortunate. I'm not going to be too upset though because it feels like he's turned a corner and he's come back around with hitting those threes. Unfortunately, three for 13 tonight. Um, just didn't hit enough of them and missed in some big, big moments. So I know people are going to be frustrated with that, but I think we have to remember the context. He's battled back out of a shooting slump and he's been shooting really well over the last few weeks. Mission 86 with the face palm. Yeah, I, I get it for sure. For sure. Face palm worthy game. Mamba mentality. We clearly had a more talented team, but hard work can beat talent if talent doesn't work. Yep. That is uh, locker room material right there. We need certain players to step up or a trade. Now, since the in-season tournament, we lost three of four games. Record is dipping. It is indeed. I mean, look, on one hand, you look at it and say, well, the Lakers are still above 500, given the injuries they've suffered over the course of the season. That's not that bad. But now they're 15 and 12. They're still sitting in the eighth seed, but the Houston Rockets are just a half a game behind them. The Phoenix Suns are just a half a game behind them. So in a Western conference that is now that is extremely competitive and the Clippers are surging, they've won the last eight in a row and have blown some teams out. So this Lakers team needs to find their way sooner rather than later. Unfortunately, I think they're going to find their way later rather than sooner. Cause again, look at the schedule. Second night of a back-to-back -back in Minnesota. Look, win in Chicago. Great. Second night of a back-to-back -back in Minnesota. Forget it. Uh, next game. OKC in OKC. That's tough. Then you get the Celtics, the number one team in the East. So you go number one in the West, number two in the West, number one in the East. In a row, three games in a row, Minnesota, OKC, Boston. Then you go Charlotte. You better win that one. Then you go Minnesota again. Then you close out the month with New Orleans on the second night of a back-to-back -back coming off of the Minnesota game. In other words, you have two games in the remaining six that you can say the Lakers walk into it as a favorite. That's Chicago and that's Charlotte. Second night of back-to-back -back against New Orleans, still winnable, but second night of back-to-back, -back, ouch. Minnesota on the road again, ouch. That's not going to be easy. Boston, Christmas Day, number one team in the East, OKC, 
Minnesota. Yeah, tough stretch here. Tough, tough stretch to close out the month of December. Um, look, if the Lakers manage to go in the final, say, six games of the month, if they can go three and three, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled because this is not going to be an easy stretch for the Lakers. Uh, just going to wait to the deadline because we're going to be a 500 team until then. D'Lo and Rui have to go. They make too much money to not give us something combined every game, and Prince can't make practice, practice shots. Fake shooters. Uh, Pr again, Prince has been red hot for weeks, so I have a hard time being upset with him, but I know it's frustrating. He's missing some of these threes. He missed some really big shots in this one, but D'Lo and Rui, yeah, I was, I was hoping that D'Lo would have a bounce-back game. Dante DiVincenzo, I thought, gave him some problems um, just with his pressure defense. And D'Angelo Russell, you just didn't get enough out of him. Nine points, four assists, three for 10 shooting from the field. Three for six for three. You'll take 50% you'll take from three, of course. But three for 10 shooting overall, four assists. It was just a quiet outing for him. And it's tough when the Knicks are getting switches and Jalen Brunson gets to go and attack and go crazy in the paint. 29 points for Brunson in this one again. Um, they were also hunting Austin Reeves with switches. I thought the Lakers defense didn't do a good enough job mitigating that and doing things to take the Knicks out of those switches and not give Brunson clear paths into the paint. Much easier said than done. But the Lakers defensively, I thought, did not adjust to what the Knicks were throwing well enough uh, in case of uh, Brunson. But D'Angelo Russell, yeah, it, it's not enough from him. Not enough on a night like this. And then Rui only played 17 minutes. Most of his minutes went to Torian Prince. Eight points, just two rebounds. I'd like to see Rui become more of a factor on the boards. Did hit a three, but yeah, do need a bit more out of those guys in order to uh, to produce here, in order to get a win. Maddie James. Oh, that was it. That was the other play, the other big play in the fourth quarter that the Lakers did not get. That late LeBron three, especially with so much time to get a better look. So LeBron pulled up from three late in the game and missed it. Long rebound, Knicks got it. Julius Randle was cherry-picking and got it, too. It was a five-point swing. If LeBron hits that, the Lakers' defense gets back, and then you got a game. LeBron misses it. It turns into an automatic two points the other way for Julius Randle. So that was the other big play that I was forgetting to mention off the top where the Lakers just came up short. You had multiple missed Torian Prince threes. You had the turnover that needed to be a turnover that, that became a Julius Randle three. And then LeBron's missed three, turning into an easy bucket for Randle. The big plays in crunch time, they went to the Knicks. That's what happened. That's what happened to close out this game, and that's brutal. Face reality, D'Lo, nine points, not enough. Reddish, four points, not good enough. I mean, you don't rely on Reddish for scoring, but two for nine shooting. Yeah, if you're going to take nine shots, you got to make more than two of them, especially 0-4 from three, three steals, five fouls for Cam Reddish in this game. That's tough. Uh, Three-point uh, Prince, 23% from three. Defense is not good enough. Time for some big changes. So I don't know. I don't know that this screams big change. Like, are we saying trade everybody? I feel like that's a little too reactionary. Like, it's been a rough four-game stretch. And it may get even more difficult as we go through here. It may get even more difficult um, as we go through here. But... <sighs> I don't know. We've seen this team take it to another level. We know they've got that in them. We saw it in the tournament. I don't know if I'm in trade everybody mode. Maybe you're in that mood because they lost the game and because you're frustrated that they lost and it's just kind of rage trade. But I still am in more of the mindset that you do some things in the margins. Go get another big. Maybe try to add another shooter. Some things of that nature. I don't know if I'm doing the big swing for the fences moves unless it's so clear. So I mean, that value-wise, it's just something that you can't turn down. Maybe then you're looking at it. I think you, you could use some more offensive punch. You need somebody that can score the ball when LeBron's not in. You need something there. Um, people will scream Zach Levine, but you're going to have to pay a lot to get him. So that's going to be certainly questionable. You need another big. You could use some shooting. All of those things. And then you got to be careful. If you put D'Angelo Russell in a trade package, you need to bring back a ball handler too. It's difficult to plug all the holes on this Lakers team, but I do think we're going to see them do one or two things by the trade deadline, at least to deal with some of the issues. Ree said, this is why you can't lose to the Spurs. Yeah. D'Lo, pack extra stuff. You're staying in Chicago. Get Levine. 
Um, so yes, Rhea, 100%. This is why you can't lose to the Spurs. This is why you have to win the games you're supposed to win. Um, and as far as getting Levine, God, if Zach Levine was making 30 million instead of 40, that makes it so much easier. He's just he's so expensive. But he would definitely help this team in terms of the scoring punch. I like him as a player. But we also have to remember that for as many injuries as this Lakers team has suffered, Zach Levine is hurt right now. He's not playing right now. The Lakers aren't going to see him on Wednesday. He's not going to play. He's got foot inflammation. I don't know if he's going to play in the month of December now, the rest of the month here. That's going to hurt. You can't see him on the floor. How confident are you that he's going to recover and he's going to be healthy and going to get back to himself? That's going to be a big question on the trade market too. Also, we need to keep in mind that Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura can't be traded until December 15th. So if you're hoping to wake up tomorrow with the Lakers trading for Zach Levine, it's not going to happen unless they go trade somebody you really don't want them to trade. So there's a lot to consider when we look at that at the Zach Levine trade front, but I'm still of the mindset that you probably have to stack up a few too many salaries unless you're convinced that Zach Levine is the guy that you want to build your future around along with AD. I'm, I would be very careful with that deal. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jake said Ham's incompetency is disgusting. Okay. What did... What should him have done in this game? And I think there's some things that you could definitely come up with. But I just want to make sure this isn't just a, the Lakers lost, it must be him's fault situation. How many losses directly caused by him until management holds him accountable? There were certainly some issues with, with the coaching tonight, right? But I also think you're a couple of Torian Prince threes away if those drop from, from winning this game. So that's something to, to, to consider. But fair it wasn't wasn't a great outing from uh from darvin Ham. i i think offensively they need some more creativity some things that are going to open up some good looks for them we saw it at the end they opened up a three for austin that he missed he got fouled on um but we don't see enough of that in the game just too many possessions where things are stagnant nothing's really clicking on the offensive end you're relying on lebron to go create something i i'd like to see a bit more fluidity on that end of the floor and we just haven't we simply haven't. Ace of Hearts, this team will turn it on when it matters. I'm concerned if we'll ever get to play when it matters. This team is burnt from the in-season tournament. I don't think it's just the tournament. Like, yes, they turned it up, and we knew there was going to be a letdown after the tournament. We knew they couldn't continue operating at that level all season long. But you look at the month of December. On the road, on the road, on the road, to Vegas, come back for a day, back on the road. Uh, another road trip here, right? Then they're going to be back home for uh, four days, maybe five five days, then back out on the road to end the month. 
it's just back and forth constantly out on the road. I think they're exhausted at this point. Um, just from all the travel, I think it's starting to wear on them. In addition to, I don't think they're as focused as they were during the tournament. They were very locked in then. Their attention to detail has waned. Their effort level has waned, which is to be expected. But we were hoping that it wouldn't be quite to this degree. We were hoping that they would still be able to conjure up some wins. And they just haven't been able to do that. Um, all of this being said, I think we need to give credit to Anthony Davis in this game. You know, he, if I was going to give, I know in, in losses when people are frustrated, I tend to not give out uh, Superstar of the Night awards. I thought LeBron missed way too many easy shots at the rim despite getting a triple-double to go with him. But AD, 32 points, 14 rebounds, two blocks, 14 to 22 shooting. I thought he was great in this game. So if I was going to give a Superstar of the Night, in fact, you know what? Let's just, let's just make it official. Superstar of the Night. And we'll go Anthony Davis with this one. Superstar of the night. I'll give him that. I thought that he was he was good. Um, he was excellent in this game. And, and that's where it's unfortunate, too, is you got a really good performance out of Anthony Davis, and you still drop this game. That's certainly not what, uh, what you wanted to see in this one. Um, <laughs> Brunson. Somebody said in the chat, Jalen Brunson, superstar of the night. He was, he was great in this game. He was great, unfortunately. Unfortunately, he was great. Jason Kelly, Lakers second to last in the West if you take out in-season tournament games for all teams. Besides those games in Vegas, we have played like a ninth or tenth seed. Bad. I mean, on one hand, you're right, but I mean, you can't just omit like, hey, all the games the Lakers won, all the games the Lakers went undefeated in, just get rid of those. And then guess what? They're bad. I mean, is that true of any team? Like, hey, hey, take out the games that they played well and they're and they're a bad team. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers played well in tournament games, but I think you can also say that gives you some optimism moving forward because you know they have a level they can take it to. LeBron's going to be calculated. He's not going to ramp things up too much for regular season games. Obviously, for the tournament, that was something special, and they really got going for it. But it gives me optimism in that, in that you can see that that's still there, that they have that level that they can take it to. You can't do that every single night, though. You just can't. Uh I don't know how many more losses I can take this early. Master lock that banner, she said. Well, sheesh, how are you still here then? How'd you get through last season? The Lakers were two and ten to start the season. How many more? The Lakers are above five hundred right now, despite having most of their team injured for most of this season so far. I, I think context matters in that situation. And yes, they need to make the big plays down the stretch. They did not make them against the Mavs. They did not make them against the Knicks. Those are two quality teams that, frankly, you should have beat that you didn't because the big plays went to the opposing team and not the Lakers. That's frustrating. No question. But looking at everything, how many injuries they've suffered, looking at their record right now, I, especially given last season with that context, I can't be too upset. They did win the in-season tournament. They did turn it up. Wouldn't it be worse if they played just like this the entire way and we didn't see the in-season tournament win and we didn't see that they do have this level that they can get to? To me, that would be worse. Then we'd still be questioning, gosh, can they even play here? Like, I know you want to see them play up here all the time, but had the tournament never happened and you didn't get to see them kick it to that level, we'd be saying, can this team turn it up come the playoff time? We don't know. We haven't seen it. Now we have. Now we have. So, I don't know. I know losses are always frustrating, especially when it's a close game like this that, frankly, you just didn't make the big plays down the stretch and the opponent did. But hang in there. Bottom line, we've been through worse. Not saying this isn't fun. Or not saying this is fun. Not saying that we should be celebrating or everything is fine or anything like that. But you've toughed it out through a lot worse than 15 and 12 with an in-season tournament win and a couple of frustrating losses coming off of that. Made it through more than that. Kronos, if Gabe Vincent and Jackson Hayes are the salaries, is Alex Caruso and Drummond worth the 29 unprotected? Unprotected that far out is very dangerous. 
I think both those guys would be solid additions. I don't know if I'm doing the 29 first unprotected. That's, I mean, you could be talking about, I mean, LeBron will be long gone by then. AD is going to be gone by then. I mean, by the, by 2029. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Or at least I imagine AD is probably gone by then. Um, I don't know if I'm going that far. I don't know. Like, if you want to talk protections on it, you want to talk top 10 protected? Okay, you may be able to sway me there. But unprotected? That's pretty dangerous. Super Dope Hip Hop said, AD, four minutes less than LeBron and nine minutes less than Randall. Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, three for 17 from three. Peace, D'Lo. Yeah, I mean, those... Uh, that three-point shooting really hurt them. Again, they shot 32%, and I'm rounding up to get there on the night. Uh, the Knicks got to the free-throw line 10 more times than the Lakers did. They played with more force, uh, and that, I think, was a part of the uh, the factor in the outcome of this game. But, but yeah, AD, 35 minutes in this one. I know the Lakers need to start cutting down on these guys' minutes, but AD playing less than LeBron is something that was somewhat unique, especially when he's not in foul trouble. Wasn't in foul trouble in this game, uh, but AD still didn't get enough minutes out there. Uh, and again, this is where, like, if you want to cut AD's minutes, it's just going to amplify the the point that you need another big. You need another big. Like, you need a quality big that's playing behind AD. You, you do. Mama Mentality said, if last game shows us we need a center, this game showed us we need another guard or consistent player. Rob will get it done. Thanks for the amazing content, Trev. Well, thank you, Mama Mentality. Truly, truly do appreciate that. Um, he also, he's been a member for two months. If you guys haven't checked out the Lakers Nation YouTube channel membership program, give that a look. Click the join button. You can see the perks that we offer to our YouTube channel members. I think it's kind of fun. It's been, it's been a good time with our channel membership program. So give it a look. Check it out. Click that join button. But yeah, I, I do think, I think they just need another consistent score. I think they need somebody else who can put the ball in the basket. And again, as soon as I say that, everybody screams Zach Levine. I just think the cost and the trouble you're going to go through to get him might be a little bit too much, and the commitment you're going to make long-term might be too much. Now, does that mean like a DeMar DeRozan, maybe? A Boyan Bogdanovich, right? there? Like there's going to be other options out there. So even if you're a little bit wary, like me, even if you're a little bit wary of Zach Levine, and I like that. I wish he. I wish he made like ten million less, and his contract was one year shorter. I know he doesn't wish that, obviously, but it would make it so much easier to say yes, go get Zach Levine. Um, but even if you're a little bit concerned about going after Zach Levine, I think there's going to be other options on the market uh, before the trade deadline to keep an eye. By the way, the, the news came out. I think it was yesterday or today. Danny Ainge looking for five picks for Lowry Markkinen. One of the things to keep in mind: PSA, Keith Smith, and I talked about it over on the front office show you guys should definitely subscribe to um, this time of year when you're looking at trade rumors don't get too upset when it gets out how much a team is asking for and it's sky high tis the season it's that time of year teams are asking for everything right now why because nobody's ready to make a move yet I know Lakers fans you guys are, are ready to make it you're saying right now trade guys get something done most teams are still in their evaluation phase right now. It's not until like mid-January the teams are going to get serious on the trade front. And executives, they start going away for Christmas, going away for New Year's. And so it's when people get back from all that that the trade talks really start to pick up in January. And then February 8th is the trade deadline. So that's going to be an exciting stretch there, January into February. But if you are paying a lot of attention to the rumors and all of that, which I'm definitely going to, don't get too upset when you see teams asking prices are super high for certain players. I can guarantee you the offers right now are super low as well. There's a flip side to this. And teams will get more serious. They'll come more towards the middle once we get into January and closer to that February trade deadline. Right now, there's not a lot of urgency to make a trade for a lot of teams. And so the prices are high. They're asking a lot. Doesn't mean they're going to get it. But they can ask for it. King Rifa said, we just couldn't hit shots. Scary with Vando, though. Yeah, I really hope Vando's okay. I really hope Vando's okay. Had that moment where just he got tangled up with Hartenstein and he kind of stepped funny. It looked like the heel injury was bothering him again. Hopefully that's nothing that's going to be 
uh, bothering him into the future. Hopefully it was just a quick little thing. My gut was in the moment, it was probably scary where he went, uh-oh, not again. I'm dealing with this all over again. This isn't going to be a problem because he did come back into the game. So my hope was that his initial, the grimace we saw from him grabbing at his foot, my hope is that he was more scared than anything else. But we'll wait and see. We'll get some official word on that. Uh, Ace of hearts, Lakers get into the bonus after the Austin Reeves and one. Ham takes him out immediately after. Next two possessions, Braun three, D'Lo three. Team doesn't utilize the opportunity at all. Yeah, because they were getting scored on on the other end. Like the Lakers would, the Lakers just got to a point where the Knicks had a, an okay lead and then the Lakers kept trading baskets. They couldn't make up ground because the Knicks just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. The Lakers couldn't get stops. Not enough when they needed them. They did start to get a few down the stretch, but then the Lakers would come up empty themselves. Just not consistent enough with either stops or scores, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that and that definitely hurt them. All right, let me get into the Star in Your Role Award. Because I think this is an interesting one. Who was it that you thought really stood out in their role in this game? So chat, fire it off. Let me know. Star in Your Role. Star in Your Role. So, who are we giving this to? Sky Falcon says Austin Reeves. Chaco Thunder says Austin Reeves. A lot of people, oh, somebody said Hardenstein. That hurts. Brunson, that hurts. Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Somebody said Rui. I didn't think he had that good of a game in this one. David said Austin Reeves as well. Oh, no. The dog on the sideline. <laughs> oh, no. Somebody said Kevin Lofton Jr. Like people are asking about him. That's not even his name. His name's Kenneth. Kenny. <laughs> That's not his name. Gabe Vincent. Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. A lot of Austin Reeves. I, I think I think the pick. Well, you could maybe make an argument for a couple of players. Austin Reeves. Six for 15 shooting hurts. Would like to see him shoot better than that. But seven assists. 20 points for Austin. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go with him. Three for seven from deep. Got to go Austin Reeves in this one. Five and five at the free throw line. Uh, again, it was kind of, it was LeBron. It was AD. It was Austin. And you just didn't get enough offensive punch from anybody else. Really, they were one player short tonight. The Lakers needed one more player to get going on the offensive end. You got enough out of Austin. You got enough out of D, out of uh, LeBron. You got enough out of AD. Torian Prince, three for 13 shooting. Cam Reddish, two for nine. D'Lo, three for 10. Rui was three for six, but eight points, just 17 minutes. You needed one other. Jared Vanderbilt didn't shoot. Jackson Hayes was one for one. You needed somebody else to hit a few shots. You needed D'Lo to go four for 10 and Torian Prince to go six for 13 and knock in a couple more threes. That's what you needed. To win the game. And maybe Cam Reddish to not go two for nine. If Cam Reddish goes four for nine, fine. You're winning the game. You just had a few too many of the other guys not hit big shots. Not hit big shots when you when you needed them to. And that was a big part of the Lakers undoing. Um, oh, I got that one scary with Vando. Let's see. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, Fernando said, if Ham can't be fired, can we at least hire a former head coach as an assistant? Like was speculated when he got hired. 
So again, I guess the question is who? I guess we could talk like Terry Stotts. Do you go bring him in? Would he be willing to do that after things didn't work out in Milwaukee for him to be an assistant? Uh, would you go that route? You know, I am. I tend to be, and I, I actually agree with, with Fernando here. I tend to think that if you're going to have a rookie head coach, you want to line that person's bench with maybe not even just one, like two former head coaches, people who have been in that role, who understand the challenges of that role and can act as the training wheels for that coach. Like you think about Frank Vogel had, had Lionel Hollins on his sideline, had Jason Kidd on his sideline, had people who had some experience doing these things. Um, that's that's my preference. If I'm going to hire a first-time head coach, I want people on the sideline who have been a head coach before and are now shifting into an assistant role. That would be the way I would like to see things set up. I don't think the Lakers are going to change Darvin Ham's coaching staff at this point. I think they, with, with Luke Walton, they were not happy with Luke's assistant coach choices. And so... With Frank Vogel, they stepped in and kind of said, oh, no, Jason Kidd will be an assistant coach for you. They dictated who that would be. That's not the norm in the NBA, though. Typically, head coaches get to pick who their assistants are going to be. But in general, yeah, I am I like the concept of if it's a first-time head coach, put some experienced head coaches on the bench with them. That's what I like to see. I don't think you're going to change. It's not changing this season. Yeah. Suits said Master Lock Dylan Brooks five. <laughs> that he said me. That was from over in the playback uh chat that was going on. If you guys haven't hung out with us during the games, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. We hang out, talk hoops while we watch the game. It's a lot of fun. Uh Jarrell Lopez said Rui and Vando get paid too much to not play over Cam and Prince trade Delo and Hayes for Alex Caruso, Drummond, and Tori Craig. I think you're going to, like, I know D'Lo's in a slump right now, scoring the ball, but I think you're going to miss some of that scoring from D'Angelo Russell if you're able to do that. Um, but you're getting three pretty good players. Now, again, you're eating up your open roster spot that way. I would gladly take Drummond right now over Jackson Hayes. Um, and I know Drummond's not a perfect player. We've seen him in L.A. before, but he gives you the size that you need. Uh, and Tory, Tory Craig is a guy that I like as well. So I think you can make an argument for doing something like that. You certainly could, but again, I think you you would miss Delo's scoring. Time zone said Delo really looks out of place out there, doing a little bit of nothing for us at this point. Yeah, he's having a rough go. It's been a rough month of December for D'Angelo Russell. He's just he's not looked like himself. Keep in mind, again, talked about this last time. It was a couple weeks ago. D'Angelo Russell was the odds-on favorite as the third best Laker. Been playing really well. He started to slip. He started to slip here. Hopefully that doesn't last too much longer. Hopefully that doesn't last too much longer. Because especially, I I hope that it's not the trade stuff that's getting to him. Because the second he signed that contract, the minute that contract came out, um, as soon as, in fact, we were in Las Vegas covering this. I remember when the contract came out, um, we were in Las Vegas. I think it was even Keith Smith who was with me in the studio, broke the news that D'Angelo Russell's contract was a, they had eliminated the no trade clause that normally would have been in this contract, the de facto no trade clause. The Lakers negotiated that out of the deal. As soon as that detail was revealed, and you know D'Lo's got a player option this summer, you knew there were going to be trade rumors. Like that just comes with the territory. Even if D'Lo's playing fantastic basketball, he's still going to be talked about in the trade front because of just the contract. Simple. I hope it's not the trade talks that are getting to him because those are only going to get worse. Between now and February 8th, those trade talks are only going to ramp up. We're only going to hear more. We're going to hear D'Angelo Russell going out of the Lakers in connection to multiple players, multiple teams, multiple targets. That's And I've been saying it since July. That's the way it's going to be. And it's not a reflection of his play. It's not because of his play or anything like that. It's because of his contract. Now, you can say on top of that, his play you know, is starting to wane or, or whatever, or maybe he's not the best fit. I'm saying just contractually, he's going to be on the trade market. Now, though, if his play's suffering, that's, that may push the Lakers even more. Though maybe you get less for him if he's not playing as well. So I hope that it's not the trade talks that are causing this slump at all, um, or the trade rumors, I should say. 
I do think he ultimately is going to bounce back. I hope it's sooner rather than later because the Lakers really need him. They need him to get going again. All right, let's do it. Let's get to the big award of the night, everybody's favorite. Let's let out some frustration, some aggression here. The master lock of the master lock of the night. So, Chad, if you have not been on this show before, the way this works, very simple. We take whatever the most annoying thing from this game was, and we put it in the master lock. Our good buddy Chris, the masterpiece, masters finishing hold in the wrestling ring, the master lock. So, um, let's see. What do we have here? Master Lock Torian. Master Lock Darvin Ham. Oh, Master Lock Darvin Ham and let that dog loose on him. Alan Anderson said, Master Lock our old friend Julius Randall. Master Lock the dog. I think that's animal cruelty. P- PETA is going to be upset with that. Oh, somebody said Master Lock Trevor for supporting D'Lo. You know, it's funny. Like, I don't... <laughs> I've, been, I've been accused of hating D'Lo. I've been accused of supporting D'Lo. In the last like two months, um, I, I, I support the Lakers. I want what's best for the Lakers. I'm not in the corner of any particular player or anything. I just try to call it like I see it with people and and try to provide a little bit of context. And my perspective on things is I tend to take a step back and look at the big picture. I try not to, as difficult as it is, get caught in the moment too much. Um, and so usually like D'Lo has a great game. I'm not complimentary enough of him. D'Lo has... A bad game, I'm not negative enough of because, again, I try to look big picture. Anyway, uh, let's see what else we've got here. Master Lock Torian Prince. Master Lock LeBron. Oh, no, Master Lock Sean. Why Sean? What did he do? Master Lock Brunson for crying when Austin Reeves fouled him. That was pretty ridiculous, especially because it was Brunson who was head flailing. Now, it was a foul on Austin, but he's like head flailing and flopping like crazy to make sure that he gets the call, which is, you know, he's embellishing the contract contact, but that's mostly what sent him to the ground there. And then he's like, you know, being all annoyed and not wanting to take Austin's hands. They were teammates on team USA. And he's like, not wanting to, to take Austin's hand as Austin's trying to help him back up and everything. I mean, it was, it was a little dramatic for me from, uh, from Jalen Brunson there, but let's see what else we've got here. Master lock. Oh, master lock the banner ceremony. Oh, Sean's getting in a Twitter argument with an irrational fan copying and pasting a response to anybody when he t- tweets about the Lakers. There have been a bunch of people who have done that. You, you tend to not... Like, does anybody really win in a Twitter argument? Probably not. Your time loses. The time that you waste loses. Uh, Master Lock the Banner. Master Lock Depth. All right, my official master lock, I'm going to go with crunch time execution. <laughs> Sean says fair point about the Twitter argument. He just texted me. I'm glad you're watching the show, Sean. I'm going to master lock crunch time. Crunch time performance. The big plays, look, you can say the Lakers need to expend more energy early in the game. You could say the Lakers should have hit shots. Torian Prince should have knocked down threes. All these things could have happened. But in general, the big plays, the momentum swingers in crunch time, they went the Knicks way. The turnover that wasn't, that became a Randall three, multiple missed threes for Torian Prince that were wide open. The Lakers did a great job finding him for those. And of course, the LeBron missed three, which turned into a Randall dunk, five-point swing. The big plays in crunch time went the Knicks way. And that's why this result is what it is. So for me, the master lock goes to the crunch time execution for the Lakers, they simply weren't able to make the big plays. Instead, it was the Knicks who made the big plays. Uh, if Torian Prince made at least two of those open threes, we win. Yeah. I mean, look, if you if you were able to knock down a couple more shots, you win this game. You just you couldn't get stinker shooting nights out of that many players and still win. And unfortunately they did. Unfortunately they did. (laughs) 
<laughs> face reality said so three for 13 from three isn't worthy of a master lock oh no definitely is. look i'm just i'm lumping that all in torian prince missing multiple this is all in crunch time execution torian prince missing multiple threes down the stretch in crunch time lebron's three that missed the turnover that wasn't all of that comes together to form one big mess of a problem so i'm going with all of those things uh, King Rifa, we'll do a couple more, said, got to get Max minutes. Is it really just Rui's mask? I think the mask is a big part of it for Rui. He's got like three and a half more weeks of wearing it, so I hope that he figures that out, how to play with the mask. But Max, you know what? Max Christie's been kind of up and down. I'm not surprised that he didn't get minutes in this one. I'm curious to see what happens when Gabe Vincent comes back. But yeah, I I'm not surprised that uh, the Max didn't get minutes in this game. Hey, Sean is here. Sean is here. Let me plug in my headphones here so I can so I can hear you, Sean. Ah, oh, great. We already lost the sound panel. Yay. Up. Oh, there we go. I can I can hear you. Um so Sean, yeah, it Twitter arguments. Did do you feel do you feel better now that you <laughs> that, that you I'm just did you win the, the Twitter argument? I uh, I will say I felt really so like five minutes. Not even five, maybe like five or ten minutes later, I was like, "Yeah, you look like a real idiot right now." Great <laughs> job, Sean. <laughs> I've I've found that even if you try to argue logic with people on on Twitter, you, what will happen is, well, X, um, what happen is they're going to ignore whatever you're saying that's logical anyway, and just fire back with whatever it is that they really want to say, whether it makes sense or not doesn't really matter. Usually, there's they, they want the response and and all of that. Um, I don't think I've ever. I've had a lot of people where I've responded and regretted it. I don't know if I've had anybody that I've responded to where I went, yep, that worked out just the way I was hoping it would. And that was a great decision. Don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> yeah. It's the but way it goes. I'm not going to delete it because I very yeah. rarely delete stuff. I was like, it's really bad. But yeah, I definitely sent it out. I was like, yeah, I feel like you look like a real dummy right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Hey. Uh, hopefully we live and learn. Hopefully the Lakers learn a bit, a little bit from this performance as well. All right. We're going to jump over to Sean's show since he's already here and ready to roll. I do want to say thank you everybody for joining me uh, here on the Lakers nation live show. If you guys want to find me over on Twitter, hopefully not to argue with me, you can find me at Trevor underscore lane over on Instagram and threads at Trevor lane NBA. But again, thanks, everybody. We're going to jump into Sean's show now. He's going to break down some more of the X's and O's and explain exactly what happened. And maybe he'll even explain what Darvin Ham didn't do that he needed to do in this game. So those of you who are upset with Darvin, I have a feeling Sean's going to have some good stuff for you guys. All right, everybody. Thank you again. Till next time. See ya. And stay safe. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.